And welcome back to Off the Table, episode three from season eight. We're talking about The Long Night. And uh, if you haven't seen this episode yet with this stuff that happens, sorry, I won't say. Um, warning, there are spoilers <laughs> ahead for this episode. So it's me, Chase, from On the Table Gaming, of course, joined by Heather as well. Let's jump right into this. Okay, so first things first, what did you think about the opening? Man, I thought that was really cool having it open up on Sam and follow him through as he's going, like, you know, get it basically following like a kind of a smaller character, like a character that we we know from the start, right, isn't going to have a significant impact on the battle, at least not, you know, with strength of might or anything. He's trying to say. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, I think, you know, we, we know he ends up crying in a pile of corpses somewhere, like, yeah, stabbing left and right. I mean, but... to be fair, I think that's what I'd be doing probably also, so... <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. Our strategies later. We got there, but you know, and following him through, and then panning off and cutting away to the other characters within the fort was like a super dramatic way of establishing the start of this episode. Uh, what do you think of the opening opening scene? So I know there was some, I guess, criticism of the opening seeming kind of slow, right? Because we've just had two prior episodes of buildup and suspense waiting for this battle and then the opening was like more build up and suspense we know the army is out there and it's like when do they start fighting it's like we're waiting to see a glimpse of the whites and we're waiting to see a glimpse of is the night king here is he not here i thought it was okay though i kind of liked that slow build I don't know. Did you feel like it was a little too slow or do you feel like it got your anticipation for what was coming? I think the, was it maybe like 20 minutes? The first like 20 minutes of this episode were phenomenal. I think the buildup, there were some unusual things in the very beginning of the battle that I was like, huh? But you know, the beginning of this battle was amazing. And I think all the buildup really, I think, did a great job. I was really pleased with that. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I like that we touched in where all the characters were. So we know, it kind of like lets us know who's where, who's outside of the walls, who's inside the walls, who's in the crypts. We kind of got to touch base with each of our main characters to be like, okay, now I know where everybody's located. So when the craziness starts, I'm going to be able to check in with where I know everybody is. Right. And who are you most excited to like check in throughout the episode? I'll be honest. Like I thought a lot of people were going to die this episode. So I was like, oh, this might be the the last time that I see this character. So I kind of want to like take it all in. Um, and I think I was just, I thought it was really well done how they kind of spread out all the characters and how it cut um, all the scenes throughout the whole episode were kind of cut from one part of the battle to another part of the battle, then with like down in the crypts and what's happening down there. Um, so it was, it was exciting for me to be able to kind of see all of our like favorites throughout the whole episode. And I think the episode was like actually really well shot, like you're saying, um, like actually like from the cinematography point of view, I think some of the the shots in this episode were some of the highlights of the season. I mean, I guess I said the season is two episodes, but of the show, I mean, the dragon fire, the dragons flying from among the clouds. Like there were some really, really great shots. Yeah, I agree. So what did you think about uh, the actual battle or, and maybe like the return of Melisandre showing up, you know, riding out of the darkness and, and Jorah Mormont's like, 
who are you? Because he's he's never met her, right? Um, I don't. Yeah, right. No, so. he's just some random I, lady who no. rides out of the way. She's like, "Hey, what's yeah. up? Is, am I in the right I mean, place?" I mean, I kind of. Ex like... I sorry. Do you want to start over? Sure. I mean, she just kind of rides up out of the woods and is like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm here." And he's like, "Okay." Yeah, I mean, I was expecting her to show up for this battle, um, so I wasn't shocked to see her. I was kind of like waiting, like, uh, where. When is she gonna start? Like, when is she gonna pop up? Um, so was, I was happy to see that character because I was pretty sure. I mean, she basically predicts that she is gonna die. So you kind of you you know this is it for her. Um, I I'm curious as to if she knew that what the outcome was gonna be, um, and if she she has this cool moment where she lights up all of the Dothraki's, uh, what are their weapons called? <laughs> They're like glaives or something, right? Yeah, which is great, blades. which is cool, right? And I think it, cinematically it looked really cool and it let it brought some light into the dark. But did she know they were all just like going to, basically they all just charge and we see the extinction of the Dothraki. Oh man, but that was such a, it's such a dumb tactical thing that happened, but it <laughs> looks so cool. I like, I mean, it looked amazing, yes, but I did not understand that strategy. Now I am no expert by <laughs> any means. We're both the armchair experts here. I did not understand what they were hoping to accomplish with that. And they sent out Jorah and they sent out Ghost. Like, wh why? Well, you know, Ghost just, you know, did he just keep on running? I saw him I in the trailer that. for the he next episode. Like, I'm like, he just forest gumped it. And I just kept running and just it just went like, okay. I, and I was surprised that Jorah made it back. When One of the things that when they're riding up through that first rider, he looks up in terror, but he like looks up at the camera. It's at like a weird angle. And I was like, oh shit. Like, is there like an actual wave of people? And uh, maybe getting into some of the criticism here, this was kind of a darker episode. And I saw something on Reddit. Someone posted a the opening of the battle, but with like the light, the saturation turned up and like it much, much lighter. And when they hit the um, Unsullied, it almost looks like the zombies are like on top of each other. Like it's a wave, like there's a bottom layer and there's like a second layer, like crawling on top almost. And I just, you know, realized oh, there's so much you can't quite see because yeah, of the darkness. I feel like that's, kind of a game game of thrones thing right? right they like to make it dark and that is something that bothers me <laughs> consistently i want to just be like please can you just turn up the brightness a little bit like why does everything have to be so dark i can't actually see what's happening now i understand having some parts of that to, to build the su suspense, but I feel like every episode, I'm just like, let's just turn up the brightness a little, just a little. Uh, but I mean, definitely, it did capture that feeling of this is the episode, the long night of it being nighttime. And when those Dothraki went out there and they all just got like eaten up and Daenerys is like up on the hill being like, oh, okay. Well, that's when their plan kind of goes to shit, right? Because she's like, well, I just saw all my people and she's murdered. like, I'm going down there. I'm going down there to flame some zombies. And John is like, no, no, we got to stick to the plan. And she's basically like, screw the plan. Like, well, that was a, not the best plan. I mean, I guess what they assume they would ride out there and like hit them and then run back. How funny would it be to subvert expectations that Dothraki or Screamers ride out there and they like kill everything. And this is like, they did it. Like those guys won. Yeah, I, 
like I said, I'm not a no excerpt, but I did not understand the strategy behind that. And I thought it was pretty funny, actually, because they spent purposeful time in the last episode when um, they're all around the campfire talking about how amongst all of them, they've had all they have all this experience. They've been in all these battles. Well, they didn't learn anything, clearly. And some of them have fought the Night King before. They, it just, I did not understand what they were trying to accomplish or why you would have people even outside of the walls of Winterfell to begin with. Like, why wouldn't they just have lit all of those uh, barricades at the beginning and just like, right, not even did that, just don't even do that whole beginning part where you basically, all the Dothraki die. It seems like most of the Unsullied die too, right? Right. So there's a few things thinking about that and you know so let's play a game where we try and like justify their tactical decisions like you know if we had to argue in their defense like no it was brilliant like what would be some of the things that maybe would justify why they were deploying the way they were i'm assuming part of it is just you know creepy brand saying the night king is going to come for me so i'll be bait and they basically just built their strategy around that idea and, if, and and i wonder also if they could actually have all the troops deployed in the castle like was there too many to actually effectively stack them in there with the Dothraki I mean, and likely. the horses or, I, I do wonder why they didn't put themselves behind the trenches even if they were outside but you get behind the moat and i get you know there's there, i know there is a lot of advantage to being able to like tactically retreat um but the way they even set it up, like there was some very narrow choke points for them to retreat through. Um, that was sort of difficult in its own way. And I guess you just say like, you can't really predict how the battle would go. Uh, I actually, I, you know, spoiler, I'm a history teacher. And today we're actually doing, a, we were doing medieval warfare. And I guess one of the things I kept thinking about in the back of my head is I, I talked to students about like the Lord vassal relationship and, you know, chivalry and stuff like that, but was, you know, morale and what a role morale plays in battles. And a, a lot of times units would flee or, you know, talking about attacking castles. You know, the idea is a castle you can defend yourself in with much smaller numbers. And when people try to to, to smash the gates and you're you're throwing rocks down or, or uh, boiling tar or uh, shooting them with arrows, you know, after they take a certain amount of casualties, they might say, like, screw this and, and pull back. Something that like the undead won't do, and and the thing is like these aren't zombies, right? Like they're not right. dumb. They carry weapons, and they can be commanded. So feasibly, they could like make siege weapons, possibly even, or do like a ladder run or something, and they'll never chicken out. Like they'll they'll just keep going for it. You can't like use morale. So I wondered like you know all this stuff where being like armchair historians, et cetera, being like, well, they should have done this and should have done that. I mean, does any of that really work against a unit that? is untiring and uh doesn't get scared i mean yes i understand that there's a certain amount of unpredictability but there were some points where i just like i said the charging dothraki i just did not understand <laughs> right that could have been easier like clean up was yeah um i mean they basically got like i said they got sent to their death right um, which is sad, and poor Daenerys really loses a lot in this battle. Like I would argue, she uh, she loses the most. She doesn't have her Dothraki anymore. She doesn't have her Unsullied. She loses 
probably the character who is stood would stand by her side through anything. She loses a lot. Well, you're talking a few episodes earlier about uh, how nobody really gets a good death. I think, uh, you know, Jorah Mormont, I think that was a good death for him. Yeah, there was a, I feel like a lot of deaths, this, the few deaths that we did have were pretty good. Um, I thought it was interesting that they chose to kill off Liana Mormont also. I didn't realize this before, but I was reading something um, earlier where apparently she was only supposed to be like a one scene character. <laughs> yeah. And they liked her so much. They were like, they made a part for her. And so I understand that means now they have to like kill that character because this character doesn't exist um, in a song of ice and fire in that capacity. I kind of, I liked how they had her death. I was sad that she died because I, I really enjoy that character, but um, I like that she goes out taking down a giant. <laughs> that was that was actually very epic. And so the whole Mormont clan now, though, is is dead. Uh, yeah. There were also a few other characters that I thought were going to die in the maybe three or four times they panned to them and they're getting clawed down to the ground and overwhelmed. And then they'd cut back later and they're they're still there fighting. And uh, that was a little confusing at times. I mean, I think that's kind of just like plot device though, right? It's right. to keep building suspense. Oh, did that character die? Nope, they're still alive. They're still fighting. I guess um, the... And some of it is a little unrealistic too in that aspect, right? Right. And I guess that's why I wasn't upset that characters didn't die. I was maybe upset that they seemed to be in situations where they should have died and then they didn't. Right. Yeah, and I feel like there was a few examples of that. Uh, I mean, uh, Jamie and Brienne of Tarth. There was a there was a few times they cut over to them, and I was like, "Oh, they're goners." But yeah, they kept I mean, on. I was sh I thought for sure Brienne was gonna die in this episode after they, you know, she finally gets to be a knight. I was like, "Well, your arc is complete. You are definitely dead." So I was shocked that she comes out, but I guess they're still saving a lot of these characters for the next battle uh, at King's Landing. Man, I also just like, I wonder how long that battle actually took place. Like, how long were they actually fighting the undead? Because that's, you know, got to be super fatiguing. I would think so. <laughs> it's just wave after wave, which actually... I had another thought as to that because they know that he can resurrect the dead. So I was like, uh, you guys should be burning these dead bodies. Just, you know, yeah. they're going to come back. till he's going to reanimate them. Well, how awesome was that too? And Jon Snow's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you night King. And he's like, Meh. like everybody up. Let's do this. What did you think about him not being burned by fire? I thought it was hilarious because like, I almost <laughs> laughed because yeah, like she's burning and it's like the longest Dracarys she's done yet. And yeah. you're like, and that's when you're like, yeah, no, he's not going to be dead. But yeah. then when it comes to, and he's got that little smirk and he's like, Drogon though, he almost gets like eaten up. Yeah. Oh man. That was cool. When the, the, the whites getting on top of him and, and like, I thought he was going down then. I was like, oh, what a yeah. cool way to tie that in. There's just so many that are, and he like wigs out and just ditches her. Like that was a great scene. Well, at the end of the day, he's trying to survive too, right? Yeah. I tell you what though, um, boy, would that have been awkward? Cause like Jorah must've seen that happen. He must've like 
hop the wall or bust it out and like start. He just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> right? How funny would it have been if like he's like Khaleesi, no, and he like he's running over there and Drogon's freaking out, and then like she gets back up and gets on him and flies off, and he's like left the walls of the castle. And he's like, oh, uh, she, didn't, she didn't need my help. Come back. Please, Khaleesi. Do you think his death was the best of the episode? I, I I think so. I mean, he was kind of a creeper at times in the season. I for some reason I just I, I, I really liked him in the books. He was like one of my characters that I was like, oh, I, I like him as a character. Some of the stuff with you know Tyrion. Do we have to do like book spoilers here? No, I don't think. Book spoilers. We're talking about stuff <laughs> in the book. But you know, traveling with um Tyrion. And that whole thing oh, meeting yeah. up with, with is it young Griff. Young Griff. Um, I, I really like him in the books and like him, Sir Barristan the Bold. Those are all characters that I was, I definitely am drawn to. But in the show, he just like, he comes off like super creepy. And I keep, keep thinking back to the books. I'm like, you know, he to me is the example of like knightly love. Like, you know, the quintessential like idea of chivalry that's sort of, I've mentioned before, like kind of been, been, been perverted, right? He's someone who's done bad things, but then at the same time, he does in some ways like fall into the trope of a knight of what like a knight should be at the same time. He's like trying to live that life. So, you know, in the show, he just comes off as like way more creepy. Like there's like a, I don't know, it's not sexual tension, but like, it seems just awkward. <laughs> he's like, he was friend zoned hard. Yeah. <laughs> but still he, she, that was her best friend, you know, right. and his, he defended her until the very end. And it was almost heartbreakingly sad that we didn't get to hear one last Khaleesi. Like, he didn't <laughs> even have the energy. Right. And then well, Drogon I mean, like, coming in and, like... Oh, that was, that it. was, that was a touching, a too. Yeah. That He's was like, a moment. Oh. Um, and they've talked about, like, in the after-edit scenes, like, talked about, like, how emotional that moment actually was in general, just having spent a lot of time together. Apparently, Jorah Mormont's character has, did, like, a lot of, like, helping Daenerys, like, with acting tips and things like that over the years Oh, really and so oh. she's just saying like she was like it was hard like not to cry and not because it's like he's fake dying but because she's like this is the end of us like being on set together and like having it be a thing if you haven't seen that video clip on youtube uh, i'll see if i can find it and send it to you but otherwise you know people look it up and he talks about her experience with her and like working alongside of her and he's like such a great actor and He's like got the stoic thing that you can tell he's like kind of emotional about being like this is goodbye. Uh, really, really touching. That makes it kind of more sad. <laughs> I know, right? What about uh, Arya, the faceless one, like sneaking around Winterfell, like when it cut from like battles outside, like it goes and the storm comes and it goes from like the blue colors to that like fiery red. And she then, you know, the battle draws on and she has to like escape. She gets her head bumped on the wall and then she's on the defensive. Like, what do you think about that shift in the, in the episode? So it goes back to like the pacing out of the episode. I really liked when she was having to sneak around the castle. That was a nice contrast to the chaos that was happening outside to have this like very suspenseful moment of her having to sneak past all these undead that are now in the castle. Um, I thought it was like, again, I think Maisie Williams is a terrific actress. Uh, I thought that scene, her all of her scenes in this episode were really well done. I like that uh, she meets back up with the Hound and Barrack, who sadly also R.I.P., no more lives left. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that they come purpose, around to help her. Yeah, and his whole purpose is just to get stabbed in the hallway to hold that doorway up. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, and that was great though. I knew when he threw his sword, I'm like, oh, you know, he throws his sword to say, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's dead. He just lost her weapon. Um, and the the hound kind of finding his strength again. He's like kind of freaking out with all the fire and he gets called out by Beric and then sees that Arya's in a little bit of supposed trouble. He yeah, man. to help out. The, I like the, the, I like the two of the, those two characters. Yeah, Beric and the Hound. Each other. And the fear yeah. of fire and one being like literally born of fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a great combo. Yeah, ironic. Um, yeah, and then Arya has her reunion with Melisandre, and we get that call back from season three, I think it is. Was it season right. three? With her, all her predictions that she made about Arya and how they're true and how she's closing many eyes. And then we get that blue eyes. And that, to me, I was like, oh, she's... I didn't know... I didn't think she was going to kill the Night King, but I was like, okay, so she's, like, going to go kill... I think, yeah, go some kill some his, Scandinavians like, or something. Yeah. Some blue eyed no, no, person. His, like, like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and we, yeah, we get the not today. Right. And then she does that amazing, like, Air Jordan jump. There's actually some t shirts with Arya doing, like, the Air Jordan jump logo with a dagger in her hand that you can get. Jumps out there at the Night King. What did you think of that final killing of the Night King? I mean, it was. I, some people I know were like, oh, I knew Arya was going to be the one. I did not think that she was going to be the one to kill the Night King. I was hoping it, was, it wasn't it was going to be Jon Snow just because I thought that's too, like, on the nose. I kind of like that it was Arya. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about her in general um, being, like, too, like, untouchable as a character. But I enjoyed it. And Bran just, you know creepy sitting there the whole time <laughs> like i guess because he knows what's gonna happen he's not scared i don't know well but at the same time like i don't know he's like what he's worked into the crows that are like flying around it's like you can provide some like battle intel or do something and one of my uh colleagues who's a teacher sent me a a meme uh they texted me a meme I and mean, it's uh you know on a scale of like you know when you're doing a group project like how much work do you do in a group project on a scale of like aria to bran ah and you know Arya's doing all this work, and Bran just just sitting there like, and they're know, just being a creepy, creepy guy. Um, and they did tie around. There's like we could talk forever about this. Like they tied in that the the Weirwood. You know, there's references all the way back to oh my gosh, uh, Rob Stark talking with Theon about you know potentially having to fight. You know, like making a joke about like what being attacking Winterfell. Like what do you think will be like fighting in the God's Woods? And it's like yep, like. Dion ends up being there fighting in the godswoods. Um, There's uh, the the references just in this season too of like Arya sneaking up on John, right? He's like, "Oh, how did you sneak up on me? I didn't even hear you." Oh, that was a bad accent. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> uh, speaking of Theon, what did you think of Theon's uh, redemp redemption there before he? charges the night king you know i liked it um i had uh before the episode i had seen a thing of george r. r martin speaking about how there are no heroes he doesn't believe in heroes um and he kind of talked about his wild card series where people get like superpowers and he's like you know if you're an accountant and you get like superpowers you know you, you there's a good chance you might just still like be an accountant but do you know some a few extra things but you're not going to become like a crime fighter necessarily 
He's like, you know, people, he doesn't really believe in heroes, but people can have heroic moments. You know, when I saw, when I thought Theon do that, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, this is his heroic moment. He's gone through a lot. He's suffered a, a certain amount. And some people maybe feel like he had, should suffer more. But regardless of all the things, he's there right then. And he makes a heroic choice to run forward. And that scene in the Weirwood, I don't know if it's something about the set, but for some reason, it seems like maybe time moves a little slower there. Because okay. his, his charge fell pretty slow. And then the Night Wings like and the Night King's like, and the Night King's like, I'm gonna walk over to Brandon. And that felt pretty slow too. And then Arya's jump was kind of slow. And then the knife dropping was slow. So maybe the I my theory is uh weirwood trees maybe distort space and time. Okay, interesting. <laughs> no, I thought his death was a good death, but boy. You know, that was that sort of like Monty Python-esque, like charge the Night King. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're going to be, you're going to be effed, man. I mean, I think he knows that. He's not going in there thinking, I'm going to kill the Night King. He knows he's dead, but it's all he has left to do. Yep. As face, you know, face his end bravely. Uh, let's go down to the crypts. What did you think of everybody who uh, had to stay down there, who was, uh, quote unquote, not useful? Um... I honestly expected more from the crypts because, you know, they they break out. There's some cool scenes, actually, and I like the way they talked about it. I like the way they make Tyrion. He's kind of talking a big game, but it's like Sansa's like, yeah, no, like you're not going to do anything against the army of the dead. This is not like a tactical battle, per se, as it clearly wasn't above. But um, it was cool having the, the creatures break out and start getting people, but they didn't really show a lot of that. And then they're like hiding. So I'm like, oh, the monsters are just kind of running around getting everyone else who doesn't have like a hiding spot. All the characters who we don't care about or know, but all the ones we do know were safely hiding. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, uh, I feel like maybe there could have been something a little bit more with that. I keep seeing people posting pictures online of people and I can't tell if they were from the crypts. So there was a picture someone posted of, uh, I forget what his name is now, but the maester from Winterfell. There's a zombie somewhere in the episode of him. Is that, so that's what I was looking for. I, I was actually trying to see if any of the undead in the castle were previous characters. But one, it's, you know, was so dark you couldn't see anything. <laughs> Two, they kind of all looked the same. Um, so that's interesting because I was wa- wondering if they were going to do that and if I'm glad they didn't make it too obvious because I do think that might have been like kind of cheesy. Right. Like if they had had uh, Sean Bean come back as oh, a yeah, yeah, that would have been a little corny. <laughs> right. Where's my as uh, a zombie? That would have been a little too cheese, but that's interesting. I'll have to go see. There Is were there a, a few celebrity clip? zombies. Yeah, and there was another one. There's a character that was been in a ton of the battles. Uh, this guy with a kind of a longish beard. He was in Stannis's forces. And then he also fights at the Battle of the Bastards. He's there at Winterfell for a while. So he's in like seven or eight other scenes. And then he, I don't know what scene he dies in, but he is actually one of the zombies they see in the episode too. So I don't know if that's like somebody's relative or something, but he's in all the cool, all the cool episodes. But no more, I guess, I assume. Speaking of other battles, how do you think this episode rated as far as like our other battle episodes that we've had. Okay. Specifically the battle of the bastards. I think the battle of bastards is way better. 
I think this was a good episode. I think the battle was cool. Um, I think I kind of don't like undead battles. I don't know. What do you think? No, so that's what I was going to say. I think it's just, it's different when it's, you know, human versus human. There's more tied to it. There's more emotion. You care about, you might care about somebody on either side. There's just so much more emotion. Whereas the the undead, there were times when I feel like I was watching like last night's uh, episode and I felt like I was watching like a zombie movie. I felt like I was like, I think, in fact, I think I said that at one point when we were watching it. I was like, this feels like World War Z. Like, I don't, it was still good, I think, but against this like undead evil army there's something that's not quite doesn't carry quite as much emotion and and just like you know there's a different kind of ebb and flow and the the tension is all just in this getting like overwhelmed sort of way so there's not like this clever battle maneuver i guess that's what i was waiting for this whole episode to be like surprised not just by like oh no he's like not getting burned to death but like the battle of bastards there was like some tactical choices that were surprising and you're like oh no and Things are going wrong in these ways that I wasn't expecting. And, you know, when things go wrong in this episode, Daenerys is like, oh, no, I'm going to get off the mountain and go fight and then get blown around by these storms. But it just didn't quite have that same pull. And then, to be honest, the other one, the other episode, the the loot train attack, when Daenerys comes in with her dragons, uh, that wasn't as good as the Battle of the Bastards. But for some reason, that that is like my defining memory of this series because I, I can't think of any other cool fantasy series where the dragons have been that cool uh, and the and the battles just were, you know, I don't know. It's weird to say realistic because it's a fantasy setting, but it just seemed to make sense. And uh, this one, there were some moments where maybe it didn't make as much sense, and that might have detracted a little bit from me, from my experience. Yeah, I, in a way, I don't want to say it was like a letdown of an episode because I think anytime there's a lot of hype surrounding something, it's not necessarily going to live up to its hype, and we're in you know, the last season, now last few episodes. But there was something about it after the episode ended, I was kind of like, huh, instead of like, oh my gosh, this is such a good episode. I mean, I guess there's like so many questions that are unanswered. And, you know, I'm kind of hard to please in that regard. I don't want to have all the answers. But, you know, there's certain prophecies I wanted to know more about or at least be teased out more. And, you know, it's just weird to be like this whole part, this big threat is over. And maybe that's just me needing to come to terms with the fact that this series is coming to an end. But it felt weird to be like, well, the Night King's dead. Like, now what? Like Maybe the point of that, though, is that like this wasn't this all along. This wasn't the big battle. This is like a decide distraction. Yeah. And we're still waiting for like the Great War or whatever they well, what call do you think... it in the trailer. Right. What do you think's coming next then? I mean, they got to take on Cersei and the Golden Company, Sans Elephants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe they'll have enough in the budget though for Ghost. Because I know Ghost is back in the next episode. He's a good boy, but... And we still have two dragons. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Although one might be injured. I don't know. They don't really say. Do they? Uh, the they one thing I'm concerned about is like... Arya has her awesome moment. She kills the Night King. Um, they don't have a huge army, but can she just get to Cersei now? Like, could she end this all? And could it just be like, it's not going to be, I'm assuming, but it, couldn't it just be like the next episode is just about like Arya going down there and 
mean, I feel like I that would be less than ideal to me. Like Arya is already Arya's killed the Night King. Like if she kills Cersei too, that's like a little bit too much of a one-sided character. Right. Like, I I honestly would really love if it was Jamie that kills Cersei. Would you be upset if it was Arya with Jamie's face? I mean, that would be a good good plot twist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be another big battle. So I heard that the guy who directed, like one of the major directors of this episode, also is directing episode five. Oh, so so I wonder if that means it's we'll like, have another exposition episode. I don't know. It's just rampant, battle. rampant speculation, I guess. But <laughs> But maybe, maybe. And I think I'm I'm wondering how they're gonna like top this battle. It's gonna be hard. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. Oh man, there was so much to talk about. We I feel like we didn't t- even scratch the surface. But thank you guys for listening. And uh, you know we're we're talking about this on the on the table uh, Discord. If you're in there and uh, bouncing some ideas around after the show, I know there's a lot of us getting there and sharing our thoughts and ideas. So feel free to jump on in there or you know s- send us a message on Facebook. Uh, Let us know what you think about the episode. Um, How about this? Maybe even posting on our Facebook group when we have this podcast. um, How would you have defended Winterfell? What would you do to keep Winterfell from winter falling? (laughs) So on that note, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys next week on Off the Table.